Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The second round of the fantasy football playoffs are back. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish talking fantasy football and recapping the MLB Winter Meetings Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And good afternoon and welcome in. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizapia. Happy Thursday to you, December the 12th, 2019. Craig and Joe with you. Sean Guastamacchia producing this show as we dive back into our football content here on the show. Of course, it is the second round of the Fantasy Football Playoffs. And so for me, it is uh, it is put up or shut up time in the lone league that I am still alive in. But I hope you guys are Having a great week, and uh, I am back from the winter meetings in San Diego as they uh, wrap it up today there. But, Joe, I learned my lesson a long time ago about the winter meetings. It's very exciting when we'll get into all that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then today is the Rule 5 draft, and uh, and no one's available. And so you're basically doing a show kind of recapping. Anyway, I thought, let's let me get back to South Florida, get back to the family, and get back to talking to you. So good afternoon. Hope you enjoyed the uh, days of coverage that we had. I did. I thought they were stellar. I thought you did a fantastic job, as always. I expect nothing less of you, Mish. But at the same time, it was great. Got to talk to Vince Coleman, Cliff Floyd. Uh, We had some other guys from uh, Major League Baseball who cover them, who also work for uh, Major League Baseball. So it was really great. And if you miss it, go catch it on demand. Because if you love baseball, it was good baseball talk. And we're getting closer and closer to that. We are. And yeah, the Rule 5 draft is kind of one of these things people kind of dismiss. But I did a little homework on the Rule 5 draft, and there's some guys that if they get picked, we'll have to talk about next week Okay, because there are some names potentially out there that uh, could actually impact some fantasy leagues. And here you go, a quick fly around. The top 10 Rule 5 draft picks ever. Matt Manti, number 10. You like that? Yep. Shane Victorino. Marlin and, uh, Marlin and yeah. uh, Arizona. Yep, Victorino. That's Shane. right. Shane Victorino, uh-huh. really good career. Hector Rondon, Marwin Gonzalez, Odabel Herrera. People forget George Bell, Joaquin wow. Soria, Dan right. Ugla, Josh Dan Hamilton, the one. And of course. Yeah. Dan, well, uh, uh, Josh Hamilton and Johan Santana, two and one, though. That's the list for me. Um. Yeah, Josh Hamilton's a little bit of a tricky one because of all it the is. issues that he I had. Understand. He was the first pick overall and all that. But yeah, I get no. That's a that's a great list. Justin Bohr, uh was also a Justin Bohr, your best pick. friend. Not really. Yeah, but but <laughs> yeah, but rule five. Yeah, and and so look, uh, you you may know actually. I I will not not you may if you have a list of the players that are in the rule five, then you do know more than me about the rule five because this is this is honestly something that I have not uh, dove into at all. Uh, and would destroy any listenership here on the show. So what we'll do is anybody that gets taken that we think that has some impact, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, before we move to football, and we are going to cover a lot of football here on the show, Joe, um, the winter meetings, man. I mean, it, it, it's back to prominence. Three straight days of three $200-plus contracts. Strasburg one day, Cole the next day, 
Rendon the day after that, you had some some trade stuff, you had some signings mixed in. This is exactly what the winter meetings are supposed to be. It was a complete dud two years ago in Orlando. It was my first time ever going to the winter meetings two years ago, but I figured let me drive up and do it. I did. Uh, last year, Vegas was awesome. I got to go on VEASAN and see all of my friends and have a good time, but there was nothing happening. It was like a complete joke. Uh, this year was great, and last night, Joe, I think that uh, the biggest surprise of all so far uh, I I fully expected uh, Rendon to end up in Texas. It was all the indications that I was getting. Boy, I am glad that I didn't put that out. I would have been really embarrassed. Uh, he signs with the Angels, and it looked like that was kind of their fallback option to Garrett Cole, and it's a very uh, good job well done by the Angels. I think the question is, for fantasy, Joe, does this affect Rendon at all? And for reality, does this make the Angels any better? <laughs> How much better are the Angels going to be with this? Well, I'll tell you what. I think it makes the Angels a bit better because I think when you look at that lineup, I mean, outside of Trout, Otani's a nice player. Upton missed a significant portion of the season. And he's Upton's starting to get up there in age, too. So I actually think this was significant because I want I think it was Bernie, but if it wasn't, it was somebody else yesterday. It was uh, er- maybe it was Ernie. <laughs> or Bert or, or Snuffleupagus. It could have been Benny. anybody. Yeah, it could have been. But I'll tell you what, it. It's, you know, they really do need, if they're going to make an investment in Trout, they need to support him in that lineup. Pools is not the player he used to be. Cole Calhoun is a free agent. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes in that lineup outside of Otani. So bringing in Rendon, I think was actually very smart. Uh, I think that, you know, when you got one of the top 10 hitters in baseball on your team, and then possibly the number one overall hitter in baseball on your team, that's a really serious lineup to have to deal with. Everybody's saying, well, what about the pitching? Well, you have some choices now. You can go out right. there and sign pitching, or if you are all in right now and you believe this is your moment to kind of take the stage, you have possibly the best prospect in baseball in Joe Adele. You can turn Joe Adele to a team like the Cleveland Indians, and you can bring back significant pieces, whether it be a Kluber and a Carrasco, whether it be to the Reds for a Luis Castillo, whether it be to some of these other young pitchers or these pitchers that are ending, expiring contract kind of situations where you can go all in but I don't think they have enough with Dylan Bundy and Heaney and even Otani coming back into that rotation this year. So they still have huge deficits in the rotation. But I think regardless, you look at the signing and say it was a very smart signing, a very good one. And they got a great two-way player and a player who knows what it is to win. And that's another thing that's kind of been lacking there. Yeah, Pujols knows. But you know what? Pujols is getting up there in age. Yep. Uh, yes or no question. Are the Angels the favorite in the American League West? No. Okay. Are they the favorite uh, to be second in the American League West, in your opinion? Yes. Okay. So you got them above Oakland, right? Right now, yes. That's fair. I'm just asking. Yeah. Um, and uh, and last question on the Angels, and we'll move to football. Is just sign? Let's hypothetically say they just signed Dallas Keuchel, and that's it. Is that enough for you? No. Them? No. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. So we'll dive more into baseball next week. Let's get to some football here tonight, Joe. We got the uh, Jets and the Ravens. Oh man, uh, Thursday night dud. I mean, you would have to ex- you would have to expect the Ravens win. I guess we'll deal more with the spread in this game. That's probably going to be the only thing of relevance, honestly. Um, uh, I I have not paid a lot of attention to football over the last few days, so I am weighing this option. You can weigh in on this, and then what we'll do is we'll do the opening drive. So uh, most people who are in the fantasy playoffs, I'm going to guess a large percentage of them have either Lamar Jackson. Or Mark Andrews. I mean, Lamar Jackson, in terms of where he was drafted and how he performed, the best quarterback in fantasy. Uh, Mark Andrews, in terms of where he was drafted and where he performed, I don't know. Maybe Waller ahead of him because of just the the round or the not Hooper, drafted with Waller. A lot of touchdowns yeah. for Hooper. Yeah. yeah, Hooper missed some time. But yeah, I, I think that they're all in the same kind of boat here. So here's my question. 
Uh, fantasy league that I'm playing in, you heard yesterday on the show, uh, I'm debating on the quarterback situation with Brady and Winston, but it's really not one of, I don't, I mean, I'm a little scared because Winston has the, the broken hand or whatever, but I think I still got to play Winston. Um, okay. Would you play Andrews tonight if he is active? Is there any, it was a contusion I saw. So no sprain, no break, no, no real issue as a backup option. We have uh, OJ Howard picked him up just in case uh, Andrews was inactive <sighs> today. <sighs> Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I, I know you're not going to like the answer to this, but considering how well Hayden Hurst has played and some of the other tight ends, I feel like they can almost give him a default night out, night off here for Andrews, where they can run him out there as a decoy so he's on the field, but they don't have to tax him too much. I think that O.J. Howard right now, especially in the absence of Mike Evans being out for the year now, which I know we're going to talk about later, how everything yeah. gets affected by all these injuries, so many injuries last week. I, I honestly think OJ Howard has more PPR floor than Andrews does. Now he's not, he has not been as good as Andrews. There's no doubt about that, but we're playing for right now. If you started Andrews, I wouldn't think twice about it, but the rest of your lineup, depending on what it looks like, if your lineup is really, really solid. Oh, I can tell, I can, I can tell you, but you know, let, let's do it a little bit later in the show because we yeah. are short on time. Um, part right. has to do with roster construction. Right okay. Now. So we'll go over that. Look, it's, this is a big week. Um, you know, the uh, Philadelphia, if we need a Phillies championship here, and we're, uh, we're you know, final four here. Not, and not really playing. And I want to go over the team we're playing against, too. You'll give me your opinion. All right. Uh, opening drive is up next. Good luck for everybody in the fantasy football playoffs for sure. We'll be right back on Fantasy Sports today after this. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today presents First Play from Scrimmage The Opening Drive The first play of the game From the opening play And all the way for a touchdown And welcome back, it is The Opening Drive On Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Biz, Joe Pizzapia With you here on the show, it is Thursday By the way, on tomorrow's show, make sure you tune in the best of our winter meetings coverage from San Diego. So everything that we accomplished Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we got that all for you on demand tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here on FST. Let's start off, uh, Joe. First down, we go to baseball here on the opening drive. So much discussion about Anthony Rendon. While I was on the plane last night, I saw the report. Blake Trinan, a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers, which made me feel a lot of different emotions. Uh, (laughs) I'll I'll give them to you. Emotion number one, uh, great for the Dodgers. Uh, emotion number two, not great for Blake Trinan. And emotion number three, uh-oh, for the rest of the relievers on the market. Uh, I don't know that this sets a great tone for Will Harris and Daniel Hudson and any of these guys that are there. I think that you, they can pretty much rule out two-year deals, in my opinion, Joe. I mean, if Trinan, if Trinan was the best guy left, I don't think anybody's getting a two-year deal. And that includes Batanzas. Well, if we realize in the fantasy community that – Big time investments on relievers is kind of stupid. That isn't a time that people in Major League Baseball and the front offices kind of realize that same totally thing. Right? Agree. Totally agree. I mean, agree. when do we when do we wake up and go, why am I making a three year commitment to a reliever who could be good for one year and stink the next? I mean, it's just bad investment when you're tying up so much money into guys that affect 
what i mean let's i'm trying to be fair here without being hyperbolic but are we talking about what 80 innings a year that they're affecting at the, at the most okay uh, like just 80 innings a year for some of these guys I mean, uh, some, unless, some unless it's hater or hand or miller right, but or, i'm just trying know. to think a general number out there absolutely, so there you go. absolutely. 80 and we're talking about position players who affect 1400 okay that's it's not even in the same realm and and we have to start making understanding if you're going to make investments on guys like anthony rendon okay well that guy's on the field and he's playing nine innings and he's also hitting four or five times maybe a guy like Trinan, why would you make more than a one-year investment in a guy like this? Unless the guy had a, you know, really significant. He's twenty-eight years old. Maybe I wouldn't give. I wouldn't give more than one. Uh, maybe two years would be the most I'd give to any guy moving forward. I would never I agree. give more than. I mean, Craig Kimbrell, last year, who struggled to get a deal, and and rightly so in my opinion, you uh, arguably for fifteen years was one of the top three closers in baseball and in fantasy. Absolutely, and, and he could only sniff a one-year deal. Anybody get more than that? Brett Cecil, Joe, two years ago, got Look, three years, 20 it's million. A, it's a good one-year deal. We saw Gossman get a one-year $9 million deal, right? So Trinan got one more million because Trinan has a little bit more of a track record there for doing what he's supposed to do. So I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, the starting pitcher gets a one-year $9 million deal. And then you get Michael Waka, who I thought was a very cagey little signing by Birdie Van Wagenen yesterday, where he, you know, for the fifth spot in that Mets rotation, picked up a guy with Waka who had oodles of talent once upon a time. And a one-year commitment for what was it three million or something like that? I yeah, thought that was it, a much it, better sign. Well, he could he could make more than Gossman though. There's you know he, uh, well, and absolutely, but that's what I mean. When you structure oh, yeah. a deal yeah, like that, that, that was agent. a that was yeah. a really smart deal for the Mets. A very which is something you'll never hear me say probably on this show again. But a very smart deal for them and stirring up the back of that rotation. But it's funny these little tiny moves right now. Don't underestimate them because these are going to be significant come fantasy time potentially. Oh yeah, for fantasy, no yeah. doubt. And I think that Walk is even you know just an NL player also, but basically Walk is having to bet on himself. Uh, not and I love, choice. love, love when guys have to do that. Well, he's got no choice. All right, uh, second down, the story that won't go away. Uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, goes bowling after missing uh, missing the game and said, I guess Joey bowled a two fifty one, if I'm not mistaken, and he said Something that he like was that. coming coming off the flu. So maybe we all should get the flu before we go bowling. I would think so. Here's my big question to you. Rest of the season, Craig Mish, all-purpose par- all yards for Le'Veon Bell, weeks 15, 16, and 17 together. Weeks, you know, we don't know how much right. he's going to play in 17. Or Le'Veon Bell's bowling score, 251. Which would you take? Oh, that's, that's a great prop under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put that out on Twitter yesterday as a poll because we, we did it on Black Book. I yeah. made a joke of I like it. And that. I said, you know what? This yeah. is funny. Let's put it on Twitter. It is good. 90% of the general public agrees with you. We're 89% right now in that poll. They agree that the polling score were outdo his all-purpose yards, which is kind of sad, but kind of funny. I thought, I, I thought you were going to ask me how many, and I was and I was thinking, well, under two. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I want to stay with that 251, that number, 251. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think he's getting there. A guy gets 30 <laughs> yards a game. Well, all right, saying, and I gave him all purpose to try to get a little closer, but everybody still says under, so that's good times. Yeah, he's got to be. Well, you know, tonight actually is his best shot because if they're trailing. Oh, I don't think he's going to play much today. Do you? I don't. Know, I don't know what the status <laughs> is. I don't know even what the. Story well, he's is crying before. about getting more touches. He's crying about that. He's not touching the ball enough, which is funny because like it's hard to touch the ball when the only ball you're touching is got three holes in it. Uh, but I don't know, man. He's done there. I'm telling you right now, him and Gase. I think Le'Veon Bell tried his best to be a good citizen, and he was like, you know what? Screw it. This is it. I'm out. And he's going to be know, out next year, too. You know, speaking of which, before we get to third down, did I see Antonio Brown pop off again after doing that hole? But did that happen yesterday? Uh, I did not see it if oh, it happened, but I can't I say no because, again. I mean, I think that's again he cycle. said something. I think I mean, we can all agree that Antonio Brown has some sort of CTE oh, issue. Oh, man, that he's something's with. going on. And I hope he gets help for it, and I hope someone can can reach out and get through to him because this is not the same Antonio Brown that we saw eight years ago coming to the league. It's just not. Not the same dude. Oh, no. 
No, so and not only that, but he's, he's never been the same since that perfect hit. He's never been the same since that one big hit. You can go mark back all uh, these Odell. crazy things right to that, and it's it's a no-brainer, no pun intended. All right, Odell Beckham on third down. He tells opposing players, come and get me. Once out of Cleveland. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's another guy I'm kind of tired of. Not not because of, of the talking. I'm fine with that. Like, even if, if A.J. Green did it or Antonio Brown does it, I'm fine with all that. But, but, I mean, look at the year he's had, though. I mean, come on. Like, that's the thing for me. It's that, you know, give the guy 70 catches, 1,200 yards, and six touchdowns. And then I'm like, yeah, man, he, he really should get out of there. Almost kind of like when Randy Moss was was uh, with the right. Raiders. And, that's a really and good he, one. Like, for, he forced his way out of there. And, that, you know, that's fine because I kind of thought that there was something left. I got to tell you, I got no interest in backup next year, Joe. I don't care. I, don't, I said I don't care where he goes. I guess outside of New England, but basically that would be. <laughs> I was like, what is it, what that did would, Randy Moss force himself? Let me, out of let, me let me stop. Let me stop on New England here for a minute. But yeah, outside of New England, maybe Kansas City. Uh, I, I just don't have any interest in Beckham. And I'm, oh, what I'm about sad, Oakland? Man. What I about where, what about ironically? What about Oakland, where everybody goes to be the bad boy? Nah. What a nah. terrible spot. Look, here's the thing. I think it's kind of frustrating as a teammate. To be there and a guy's going hey come come get me please come take me off this team like you're sitting there as an offensive lineman and, he, and if you know you walk by back to the huddle and you're hearing him talk to some guy like you're like man that's not cool <laughs> like that's just not a good thing to do and look this is my problem with odell i'm just I've, I've never been a fan of his going back to his rookie season i had a lot of issues with a lot of things that he said and did and i just thought he was going to be a problem i thought the problem was that contract they gave him was going to be a huge issue and it, and it turned out to be i thought it was a big mistake and then a year later they dealt him and now here we are, and Baker Mayfield also, I don't know if you caught this because I know you've been Mr. Baseball the last couple of days, but Baker Mayfield kind of threw the train staff under the bus, which was a really bad look as a franchise quarterback. You just don't do stuff like that. Basically uh, saying that he had a sports hernia earlier in the year, Odell, and the train staff didn't address it properly. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And then that's you know part of the reason why he's been the way he has. So he's making oh, excuses rounds. for them. And I'm like, Baker, listen, bro. That training staff's probably going to be there longer than Odell Beckham. You should be careful. Like that—that's not the I'm, look. I'm for your just so tired of Cleveland. Not only that, let me, let me let me say something else here. You know why this is so annoying? All the narrative was that Beckham wanted to play with his teammate Jarvis Landry from LSU, and, and look at this—it didn't even matter. He's playing with his best friend. They're wearing the cleats together. The whole thing, and nothing—it doesn't even make a difference. Well, Landry's outplayed him. But, but this was the whole thing that oh he was going to be so great playing with Landry because they, these guys are so close and they're going to. Well, I think Odell Beckham got. I think Odell Beckham realized finally, even though the Giants were losing, the culture of the organization of the New York Giants is first class. I'm not a Giants fan, but I will tell you, living in this area my entire life, pretty much, this is a first class organization with the Giants, top to bottom. They haven't been as good as they used to be, and the Coughlin era was, you know, obviously much better than what we've seen recent years. But in terms of an organization, it's first class. You go to Cleveland, it's a bit of a culture shock. I think he realizes that now. And he got kind of spoiled, and now he's like, oh, man, I got to get out of here. This is not good at all. Yeah, great. All right, fourth down. This is a story that I have seen, and I don't understand this one at all. Uh, Nick Cannon, the host of The the Masked Singer and former uh, you know, husband of Mariah Carey, and he's been in you know a lot of you know comedian, a lot of funny movies too, uh, MTV stuff, uh, is in some sort of rap feud, uh, Joe, with Eminem. <laughs> And, and, and I know that he uh, popped off. Did Eminem respond? I think a lot of people have said they're waiting for some sort of response from Eminem. Is, is that the deal here or what, what's going on with this? A lot of people are saying Eminem's already won by not doing anything yet. Because no, <laughs> because I mean, he's not even acknowledging it. I just don't understand. Why would you get it's uh, this is like uh, goes back to one of my favorite movies, The Princess Bride, where he says, you know, why would you ever get into a, a land war in Asia or deal with death with a Sicilian? Like you just there's things you just don't do. <laughs> and, and 
I, you know, why would you get into a rap feud with Eminem, who's one of the best at taking people down? It's kind of what he does for a living. So I, I don't understand that. I mean, I know Eminem doesn't have quite the edge he used to have, but that's what happens when you get success and money as a rapper. But Nick Cannon, man, you know, when you're too weird that Mariah Carey doesn't want to get back with you, I, I think, you know, you've really jumped the shark in terms of weirdness. Yeah, I, I think maybe he's accomplished what he wanted because we're talking about him. I, mean, I, I guess. But then again, then of. again, the, the, the Twitter trending hashtag spelled his name wrong. So has he really won? Has he? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do this. Uh, quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. We'll be back. It's the wrong team being favored. We'll dive into this next. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. And here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. Place your first bet. DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. The offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. That's uh, sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details, and you must be 21 years or over. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, uh, welcome back here. Is the wrong team favored? Uh, so let's let's talk, Joe, here for a minute, because I did not catch the... Uh, you're on a, a, a terrible losing streak here on the line star. Did you hit your win your win last week? No, no. Oh, my you, gosh. No, no. Okay. I'm, on a, I'm on a bad streak. I'll I be honest. I, I, didn't see, I didn't see you post it. I didn't see you post it. I did. I did. You were busy. You are Mr. Baseball this week, like I told you. But uh, no, okay. it, was, it was bad. I, I, but it doesn't matter. You get back on the horse. Okay. Yeah, last week... Um, Two weeks ago was absolutely horrible for me. Last uh, last week was a little bit better. We did well in the uh, in the contests, both of them. But still, um, the games that I thought. Let me think back. Going back to last week, I like the Raiders. That was a horrible pick. Um, oh, okay. Here was my. Here was the pick that surprised me the most. We haven't had a chance to talk about this. Kyler Murray, man, what in the world in that game last week against uh, the Steelers? Oh my gosh, I was flying watching the game on the plane. That was like the Minshew game in London, Joe. Uh, Kyler Murray is is, is Murray like I don't know what in the world. Well, he had a hamstring issue two weeks ago, but 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 he's running backwards and throwing picks, and Uh, he had he had he had five. I mean, he was was fourth and two, and he's and he can run for the touchdown. He throws it in TJ Watt at reception. I picked Arizona, and I was like, and Arizona outgained them in every category, and I'm like, wow, that was a terrible pick. It was, but let's also not you know disrespect the fact that the Steelers defense. Since week four has been one of the top ten in the NFL. It is. It is. So I mean, let's. let's it hurt me. It hurt me last week. And but you know I did, what? I, think but I did get uh, the 49ers. I did. I did get that. Well, that's good. I, I did. I did not. I. I actually did. I get. I got to go back uh, and look. But anyway, I think you took the other side. The you don't listen to that. Who show. was you? Listen to the clip. Don't pretend like you. Listen I do to listen the show. to the clip. I did. I you actually. Don't, yeah. You don't listen to the show. We didn't do that on the show. We did it on the, on the clip. We do it on the show. We didn't. do That was not my upset special. I have to go back and look. But anyway, okay. The the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. How good they've been when you consider how bad the offense have been is, is really staggering because bad offenses really, as you know, take their toll on, on good defense, even the best defenses. You see them wear down late in games and all of that. So 
Great job by 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 Mike Tomlin too. I'm saying a lot of crazy things. Good job Mets signing Waka on a good incentive laden deal. Good job Mike Tomlin. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I need a vacation. Something's wrong. All right, this is this is going to be coin flipping for me today. Here, honestly, um, if you want my best picks of the week and you're listening to the show, I would encourage you Friday night to watch the Wager Alarm live stream because when you're covering Major League Baseball for all the days that you are, like I was, the uh, the idea of fully handicapping these games is is inaccurate. But I will do my best here. But just keep in mind, if I change my opinion by Friday night, that's kind of the reason why limited time on the handicapping here. But let's go through it. Um, okay, Texas sounds like at, a bunch of excuses to me, Mish. Well, I got I got to keep it real here. Jeez, uh, like, you know, I, I, I yeah, saw the lines hey. yesterday. I you know updated it this morning, but I have not uh, dove deep yeah, into sounds this. Sounds like yet. sounds like you're prepping everybody for failure. Sounds like, oh, by oh, Friday oh, night, oh. it'll be fine. But to, but, right. this, but for this show, it may not. <clears> be. We'll have to see. Uh, tight uh, Texans at the Titans. The Titans are minus two and a half. Oh man, I am. I mean, I feel so good about my pick at the beginning of the season, picking against the tight uh, the, the Texans. But they're gonna get. They're gonna get me. They're gonna get me. They need one more win to go over. That's gonna be a loss for me. I'm not. Nah, they well, don't deserve, get that. They don't deserve it either. I. I mean, they are. Problem is, they're gonna be a huge underdog in the first round of the playoffs. I think, and and it's and you know that's that's the problem. What else but, is new? But I mean, I don't know. I can't go against the Titans. I don't think. I don't think I can. I, I mean, I don't yeah. think you can. Either. I, I keep How going against right them, now? and they keep winning. So. How can you go against a team where the quarterback is playing well? He's he's on the precipice of a contract extension. Where Derrick Henry's just rolling over everybody. By the way, he's getting closer and closer to that uh, rushing title, isn't he? There, isn't he? He's getting ever closer. He? He's like forty yards away now. How about okay. them apples? Look at that. Uh, but look, you know they're running the football. They're at home. Tannehill's playing well. AJ Brown has really emerged here. I know he's been up and down a little bit, but the ups have been really high. And I'll tell you what, the Texans continue to be this team that you just cannot figure out. One week they beat the Patriots, another week they get smoked by Baltimore, another week they lose at home, another week they win on the road. You just don't know what to think no. of them. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, I'm at home for Tennessee with the way they're running the football right now, I think it's crazy to go against the Titans. I really do. It's not crazy. It's just I think it's crazy. I, I, I've been I've been getting pounded going against them. Um all right. If I have a strong pick, I'll give it. I don't. I don't hear. All right, uh, I'll put myself out there. I don't mind. I'm looking for. I'm looking for what's winning all year, which is the road dogs. The road okay. dogs are all covering right. like insanity. But we got uh, one. We got a couple of those in here. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I see one here. Okay, so so the Seahawks uh, minus six at the Panthers. Um, Seattle, you know, didn't play their best game. I would say on Monday night. We'll get to the Rams in a minute. Talk about a team I can't figure out. Uh, uh, Carolina is definitely quit and they're done, but they're still getting six points at home, Joe. Like that's, I mean, that's that's all. That's a big, big number to give any team. It is. I just wonder if the Panthers, from what I saw last week, have just folded it up. McCaffrey's starting to slow down a little bit. Um, here, no touchdown last couple weeks. That's very un-McCaffrey like. Maybe he's hitting a bit of a wall, which is. To be expected and something to pay attention to. I, I hope not. Point. Well, I hope not for your sake, too. I hope he bounces back. Right. But also with Seattle, you know, last week losing Penny in that game. I know we're going to chat about that more in the fallout from that. But look, Seattle is in a spot here now where they've got to really keep pace here to make that week 17 game matter. And I feel like Carolina is a team that, you know, since Ron Rivera is gone now, I think they've just said, nope, we're done. And they're just folded up the tents. So I don't think the wrong team is favored. But six is a big number. I'm, I'm, I'm with I got it. So I, I would go yeah. with Carolina too. I would, but but I don't think the wrong team is favored by any stretch. It's impossible to favor the Panthers. You know, it's okay. possible to go down there. All right, the Bucks are on this epic run here. They uh, another team that I, I'm waiting to fall back, but they keep winning. Um, Tampa Bay is minus three and a half at Detroit. Again, a, a game that screams to take Tampa Bay. But eventually the Lions are going to cover one game the rest of the year, Joe. I don't know when it's going to be, but they're going to cover a game. I don't think that they're going to go 0 and 3, 0 and 7. I think they, well, they covered against, um, on Thanksgiving against, uh, the Bears. 
Mm-hmm, but correct. but but the likelihood is is that at some point they're going to win another game the rest of the year. Is this the one or, or is Tampa? I don't one? think this is the one because I you know I can't imagine Blau being able. To, it's one thing for Blau to keep pace with Trubisky. Why is Driscoll not playing anymore? He's done. He's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt out for the year. Everybody's out for the oh, year. Oh, he's out for the you year. and me. Oh yeah, he's done for the year too. Wow. So they're waiting to whether or not Stafford's going to come back and play it all this year. But um, he's been trying to practice, so we'll see if that comes to fruition. But the Buccaneers, they have been playing better football. Bruce Arians is a good football coach, and he's. You know, despite all the mistakes, they found ways to be competitive in these games and win a couple of them. So yeah, I don't think the wrong team anybody, but they can't stop anybody. But you can't stop them either. So it's a matter of can right. you keep mm-hmm. the teams? Who are the teams they lose to? The teams that can keep pace with them offensively. And I don't think the Detroit Lions are that team. And they lost another piece with Marvin Jones this week. So I'm going to say yeah. Buccaneers. Oh gosh, road favorites are getting so many out for the years right now. Last week was the injury week. <laughs> like you all picked right. the right I'll, week. I'll, I'll, like lean, I'll, I'll lean Tampa. <laughs> I'll lean Tampa here. Um, okay, so I'll take a road dog here. This is this is a perfect spot. Uh, Dolphins at the Giants minus three and a half. It's never sexy to take Miami, and and certainly um, last week was an absolute killer for them. Great for me. Oh, my God. Oh, I know you love that. The, oh, the field my goal gosh. Fest. Oh, I, my God. All I was thinking was, I, I had oh, my to, God. You know, having this sweating. under, you know, me and my buddy, we split this ticket. We got a lot of money on this. this is thousands of dollars. And, um, you know, we have this number at five. If they win that game, we're in jeopardy of losing the bleeping bet. Like, we're in jeopardy of losing it. Forget about winning and, and pushing because that would have given them four. All they have to do is one more to push, two more to win. Okay, so now the way I feel about it is the Dolphins are not winning six games. They could win five and we could push and it still would be a disaster. I thought we had this thing won. I thought it was the best bet of the year. And it, 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 it turns out that Miami played super hard. Um, but I do, Joe. I, I have to call it like it is. I do think the wrong team is favored here. I agree. I, have, I would have to take the points here. And, and look, the Giants, like Cleveland, when Dolphins went to Cleveland, the Giants could blow them out. I mean, they could win 41-10. It very well could yeah. happen. Yeah, but, not with uh, that, no. I'm taking Miami here. Yeah. And not with that Giants defense. Now, Devontae Parker being bagged up is not good for this Dolphins offense. So, but in terms of covering, I I, I agree. Wrong team is, is, I don't trust the Giants. I don't trust the Eli Manning Giants. I've been Giants shouldn't be for, favored in any game. That's they should not, not even at home and not by certainly more than three. No, <laughs> like no. Three and a half, really? Going to go with a half there? I'm with you 100% on the Dolphins. Okay, uh, one of the fishiest lines of the week. No question. No question. The world is going to take Minnesota. The Vikings are minus two and a half at the Chargers. Um, I'm definitely taking the Chargers. There's just no, this something is up. The line should not be this. Minnesota should be a lot bigger of a favorite. Uh, no one is going to take the Chargers at home. I'm going. I'm going to here. I uh, agree. You, once again, I agree with you. And and uh, the Chargers are an enigma. But Austin Eckler is playing out of his mind right now, and I think that two-headed monster is a lot to take. I also think Dalvin Cook is not 100. percent And this is exactly the kind of game that Kirk Cousins will go on the road and lose and look terrible in. Exactly the kind of game where you look and look. Let's also not forget that the defense has played a little bit better since Derwin James showed back up to town. All of a sudden, that Charger defense is a little Charger, bit better than it's been. Chargers played who last week, Joe? I've, uh, I've, 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 I forget. Oh, God. I'm so deep into week 15. I have to go back and look. I can't they remember. Blew, they, blew some, they blew somebody out. <sighs> was it uh, Jaguars? Jaguars. 45 yeah, they 10. blew them yeah. out, right? It was done right from the beginning. 45 times. Right? Blew them right. out. Hey, I'll tell you. I mean, that. I don't care what team it is in the NFL. You're blowing the team out like that. It shows that you're still trying. So, But it's the 10 that matters the most. It's the fact that they, even in garbage time, weren't giving up anything i think that means yeah they play you know, well. all of a sudden that secondary well. is holding a little bit better because derwin james is back and he's a hell of right. a player yeah i've been really bad with the chargers you've been good with them but i'll, I'll um I'll, I'll take them this week okay this is one i will not touch rams at the cowboys i thought the rams were cooked and the last two weeks they've magically turned back into the rams i don't know why i don't know how dallas is in such a great spot i mean dallas all they got to do is just win the rest of their games they win the division i don't know that they will I don't know if I can count on the Rams. I'm not sure. They've looked, they look like the old Rams the last two weeks. Two weeks ago, I was like, ah, I'm not buying that. It was against Arizona. And all of a sudden, they beat Seattle Monday. They look really good again. Woods has been a monster for them. Feels like they found it. 
Uh, they're they're minus one at Dallas, so I'll pass on it. But wrong team favorite here. Any clue? Uh, here's what you do: you go and you put money on the Cowboys. And after you do that, you go stop at Home Depot and you get yourself some lighter fluid and a little tiny charcoal grill and you stand over it and you stand over it with a match and you wait and you watch this entire game because you're going to want to light it on fire afterwards because you're going to be so mad when they lose. But it's the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to bet on the Cowboys here. I don't trust the Rams either. And all of a sudden now Todd Gurley uses, well, yeah, we've been here. It is again. This was my biggest fear is the we've been saving him for December thing, which is going to just crush everybody in fantasy. And it's starting to look like that's exactly what the plan is. And I wonder if. Yeah, and I wonder if they waited one game too many. Like, I kind of like, did. You wait a little too long? Should you have done this maybe November first instead Very of December first? Very strange. I'm mad about this. I don't even want to talk about it. All right. Okay. Uh, Bills at the Steelers. Uh, that was another game that I lost last week. Uh, very close. Buffalo. I took Buffalo. Me too. And, and um, ugh, I mean, it was. I mean, they really had a chance to win that game. Last oh wait, that week. was my game last week. That was the one they were oh, in front of that okay. you also took. Oh, okay. Now I now I see why you're so mad. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know which game you took. No, that was it. That was my game. No, yeah, I was all. That was. I thought that was the game for Baltimore. To lose. Again, in in betting, when uh, when you take a team. And mm-hmm. with two minutes left in the game, you have a chance to cover on either side. You can't feel bad about the pick. No. I mean, you, that's it. That's the way it goes. There's going to be a bounce. Yep. Um, and, and by the way, even if the Ravens didn't cover last week against Buffalo, you wouldn't feel bad either. There was a BS call with Beasley. He was running down the field. I saw that. And he, he, he faked like he fell. If if um, if if the quarterback, Allen, would have thrown a touchdown, then the Bills would have won. But I don't, I don't feel bad about that pick. It was close. It was uh, close. Bill, Bills at the Steelers this week. Uh, Pittsburgh's playing great. I still don't think they're good. Um, I'll take Buffalo again. I agree. I think Buffalo bounces back, and I think it's a huge one. There's going to be a fun game, too. Sunday Night Football. Really fun. Oh, that's cool. Is that, it's at Pittsburgh or Buffalo? Is it at it's Pittsburgh? Uh, at, at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Eagles at the Ra- uh, Redskins. I want to throw up on this one. Uh, minus three and a half. Redskins have been covering a lot. Um, I'll just pass. What, what are you, wrong uh, game? I will pass, too, because I have no feeling about the Eagles right now. Yeah, I didn't see the game on... Um, it, it, well, they they they're getting the first. It was seventeen three at one point or whatever it was, and then the the Eagles came back and then they won in overtime. So it was it was not a game that should have been that close. So I, if I had to pick, I'd pick the Redskins to cover <laughs> with the yeah, way the Eagles they, are they, they're, the Redskins against the spread at the end of the year are going to be like uh, ten. Really six. good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. they got blown out last week by Green Bay, but they also lost guys in that game too. Another guy. No, they covered against Green Bay. Oh, that's right. They did come back and cover. Yeah, yeah that's right. They covered. Yeah. yeah, they've covered a lot of games. I forgot how big that number um, was. And uh, real quick, we don't uh, we don't have a college segment this week, but uh, Army Navy is. Uh, um, is is Saturday. Uh, Navy's been much better than Army all year long, and that's what the spread is indicating. And very rare that the dog doesn't cover in this one. I just can't take Army, so I'll take uh, Navy minus eleven just for info's sake. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll uh, dive back into some of the uh, baseball winter meetings. You're listening to Fantasy Sports today. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia as we close out the first hour of our show. 
A lot still going on at the baseball winter meetings right now underway. The Rule 5 draft as we speak, and that'll be wrapped up in about an hour or two. And then Joe and I will be back on Monday. There are still some free agents as we're doing the show that are uh, certainly uh, still out there to be signed. Madison Bumgarner seems to be one of them. The other name that uh, this this carousel of third baseman is uh, Josh Donaldson, uh, formerly of the, of course, Toronto Blue Jays, Cleveland Indians, and then last year of the Atlanta Braves. So let's start with him, Joe. Uh, Nationals lose Rendon. They could pivot to Donaldson. Braves, certainly, I don't think that they can afford to lose Donaldson either. And then the Texas Rangers, Joe, if they are willing to spend, it looked like, $200 million on Rendon. They just weren't willing to go above that. If they're willing to spend $200 million, isn't Josh Donaldson going to be a Texas Ranger? <laughs> Doesn't that make the most sense? <laughs> you would think <laughs> they so. Could ha- they could have him for 80 right? And then not spend the 200 You, you want to talk about why I love show me deals so much? Take a look at Josh Donaldson. You know, take a look at Adrian Beltre that year in the Red Sox. Remember that glorious season? Uh, give me the one-year show me deal with the player. It still has something left in the tank maybe to prove. I, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, Donaldson would be a... I think... Donaldson to the Nationals makes a lot of sense for the Nats because I really think that's a team that can't afford to lose Rendon and not replace him in that order. I actually think the Braves can. I think Austin Riley slides over third base, and I think you continue to play the market a little bit if you're the Braves because the Braves' biggest problem is that front of the starting rotation to kind of take some pressure off the young kids a little bit. That's their biggest priority. They hit the ball. They catch the ball. Donaldson was terrific, but Donaldson, I think, in that lineup is replaceable. Rendon... That's really tricky because nobody's a bit like I am a huge mark for Juan Soto. I just think this guy is just we haven't even scratched the surface about how good this kid's going to be. And you need to give him more protection in that lineup. You know, Ryan Zimmerman isn't the answer. You know, Adam Eaton, Victor Robles. Victor Robles is a nice player. He's got a lot of upside. But at the same time, like you need somebody in the middle of this order here to protect him. And to me, I think Donaldson should be absolutely the guy they go after because I don't think the Carter Keybooms of the world are ready to fill that void even close to Rendon. Yeah, and you think about it, and and yes, uh, Soto's been fantastic. They also have Robles, two young players. I mean, think about if I would have told you two years ago that the Nationals would not have Harper and they would not have Rendon. You'd be like, oh, they're last place in the NL East. Yeah, but they would have a World Series title. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did win with Rendon. I mean, let's, let's, you know, Rendon was a huge, huge part of that World Series run, an MVP candidate for sure. But, I mean, if if I'm them, I overpay. I'd give him more money, less years. And see if you can entice him that way to come over there. Because I don't know how much longer Donald even wants to play. He's he's one of these guys. I know my buddy Chris Meany's interviewed him, and he just seems like he's one of these guys that will walk away from the game when he's you know at some point like you won't even expect it. He'll just be like, "Yep, I'm done." Like it seems like that kind of personality. So I'm gonna say that Washington is who should go after him. And if I'm him, I want to go and be competitive. Plus, he's familiar. He's had success in that division. That's a big deal. Knowing the pitchers, understanding that people don't realize what a big deal that is. That comfortability. All right, uh, there's a couple of uh, potential trades that are out there. It looks like the Pirates are going to trade Starling Marte, and there's been a lot of teams that have been connected to him. The Indians, not surprisingly, should be. The Mets, and their name has come up. But I think that wherever Marte goes, Joe, he's going to be in a better spot than where he is now in Pittsburgh, so that'll be a big name to watch over the next week or so. Yeah, and Marte's a good player. Marte in a good lineup would be nice. Uh, the Padres would be an interesting landing spot. I think... You know, that's another team that I wish they, so they would have be Margot. They got to get rid of Margot. If they're well, I mean, has Margot. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, you know, you look at that outfield. They traded Fran Mill last year. 
and Renfro's good, but like, you know, you look at Marte and you go, okay, that's, that's a significant upgrade from what they have overall in that outfield and center field. And I think that Margot is, I, I feel like this project where everybody keeps waiting, especially on the fantasy side. Oh my God. How many things that I have to read about Manny Margot, Manny Margot. And I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not happening, but I think yeah. San Diego would be a, a reasonable spot. And look, you could put him and Tommy Pham together at the top of a lineup. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um, earlier today, Joe, uh, a pitcher was signed off the uh, trade market as Rick Porcello does a one year deal with the New York Mets. So in back to back days, uh, Joe, the Mets get Porcello and they get Waka. And it's kind of like uh, hoping that Waka and Porcello equal one Zach Wheeler, which I think is certainly reasonable. <laughs> is that on the SATs? I'm pretty sure that's an SAT now. I'll have to go back and do it. How many how many Rick Porcellos does it take to to fill an entire Zach Wheeler? Uh, look, I'm trying to be nice here because I know this just came out a little while ago. Uh, I'm going to look at this and say, from an inning standpoint, sure, yeah, you okay, got it. Okay, One, you're going to get innings, innings and, and at this point, having this guy pitch in the National League at this stage of his career is a big upgrade, I think, for him. Um, I never believed in the mirage that was his Cy Young season. I thought this was a huge outlier. This was a guy also historically younger in his career who was brought up very early, did not dominate at all, had a lot of issues with the K per nine, which is something that I always think is a red flag. When a guy is striking out five guys per nine, that's not a guy who's going to make it in the major leagues, but he's been able to do it. Oh, if memory serves, too, he's a local kid. He's from Jersey. So um, from this standpoint, yeah, I, I wonder if this means – a potential move of Thor? I, I don't know. Do you, do you think this is them entertaining Cindergard for Correa and really remaking this rotation? Or do you think this is a matter of, nope, we're just going to have six starters because that's what you need in the major leagues? Okay, so let's... Or Matt's. Maybe Matt's is the guy off the island too, but then they have no lefty in the rotation. Well, well, let's... Well, the opening day starters, DeGrom, right? DeGrom, Cindergard, okay. Stroman, Matt's. Stroman, Matt's, Porcello, Waka, right? So the, mm-hmm. they have they have six guys there. Yeah, you bring up a fair point. I don't know. I don't I'll know. tell you what. Does a package of Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, and Steven Matz get Correa? No way. I agree. I'd love it to get Correa. Yeah, I guess they're going to have to sort that out. That's a, that's a very. Uh, you got to give him Dominic there. Smith too, and give him uh, I don't know what else. What else could you give him? Maybe uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's, uh, you, you, you know what? Vaughn they, and Boston under contract. They, the Mets do Vaughn? not have. <laughs> the Mets do not have a lefty if they trade Mats, but have they really had a lefty with Mats? I guess that's a question. It's good. It's fair. It's a fair point. I, I'm trying to think too. I mean, let's look at these rotations that have been successful here. Um, Grenke, Verlander. Cole, no, no lefties there. Um, let's they had, see. They had uh, Miley. <laughs> um, the, the Scherzer, Strasburg, um, Corbin, Corbin was the lefty there in that Corbin. rotation. So yeah. They had did have Corbin, the one big lefty there. But look, if you're the Mets right now, Cleveland, I think this makes sense. I think you need six starters no matter what, and that's probably just a smart thing to do. But look, another thing, how, you got Porcello on a one year show me deal. So he's got a $10 million guarantee. That's it. So you're telling me that the Giants paid $9 million guaranteed for Gossman and the Mets paid an extra million and got Porcello? How does that happen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Corey, Dick- fired. <laughs> Corey Dickerson is still out there. Um, you know, he could be one of the best free agent bats left. Is that fair to say at this point? Is he the best? Um, there's, there's a lot. Look, that whole class of Calhoun, Santana, Dickerson, Who's there's Santana? a lot of outfield help. What's, What's Santana? that? What's Santana? Domingo, Domingo? Santana? 
Yeah, yeah. He hit a little bit last year. Ugh. Terrible Ugh. team, terrible no, ballpark. No, no, but no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, look, there's some guys out there. Cole Calhoun. Right. Dickerson. Avisel Garcia is also free. Avisel Garcia. I mean, there, there's a but bunch. Is Dickerson of, the best? It feels like he is. Uh, yeah. I, well, he's Dickerson, the best left-handed bat. I'll give you well, that. Okay, that? so here's the deal with Dickerson. So Dickerson is telling teams right now that he wants a two-year deal and not a one-year deal. And and I don't know the exact money, but there's a lot of teams that are in, and and of the six teams, uh, as far as I understand, none have made an offer because they all want to do a one year deal with them. They don't want to do a two. Do you think he's worth a two year deal? I think for the certain organization, for an organization like Miami, I think he's worth a two year deal because I think health is an issue. I don't know. American League feels like with him. Uh, Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's it's a matter of. uh, Yeah, I mean, I always like he always misses a lot of games. He does, but. I, you know, I like Corey Dickerson going way back to when he was a kid in the Colorado system. I was a big fan. I owned him in Dynasty as a minor league player, so I've been following him a long time. He's a great hitter. And he is a great hitter. And a lot of people said he is never going to hit when he leaves Colorado. And I laughed at them. I said, you have not been paying attention to his minor league career. Then he got hurt again. He was. He was. Um, he had some moments in Tampa, too. Let's not forget. They were pretty decent. He had some yeah. good runs there. But again, injuries. Injuries will kill you. I think he's a one-year deal guy. I think he's a one year. Give me the club option for a second. I How's think I th- I'd put him on the trying and deal one one for ten. How about you? I mean, one for ten seems to be the going rate. It's either three hundred million dollars or one for ten. Or one for ten. <laughs> yep. No, I feel that's right. Three hundred for nine or one for ten. So who do you your, want? Kids? Who's your Who's your favorite bullpen guy that's left? Patances, and I think Minnesota would be very wise to go after him. I like Will Harris. I'd love to see. I think he'll go back to Houston. How can Houston lose all these guys? I, I, I look like- at Batantis as a guy that needs to get out of New York. And if he kind of gets right physically, he, he is. He, I think he still has an opportunity to be a dominant closer if he is right physically and in the right situation here with the right pitching coach. And I think just a change of scenery. I think I think he got burnt out in New York in every way, shape and form, burnt out physically, mentally, all of it. I think a team like Minnesota looking for more help in the bullpen, he would be a tremendous ad for them. Yeah. By the way, uh, before we wrap, uh, the Porcello deal went down this morning at 6 a.m. And why? Because of the Rule 5 draft. That's the point. Like, like teams are all involved in that. The Mets have, have a deep staff. Done. You know what? They might not have the most, you know, they might have the best two or three, you know, compared to the Nationals. But I'll tell you what, man, they definitely have the deepest rotation in that National League East. You could say that right now. I, I think that for me, you have to circle Stroman and wonder what he is. And and if that turns out, and if he's good, then you're right. But if not, then I see that as just like fodder at the back of the rotation. One, two, yes. But it's that third guy. Like Washington has that third guy. Like I think that that it would have to be Stroman, and he's never really done it. So. Of course, Elzo is going to give you 175, 180 of course. And, that, and I think, I and think you know what, Jason Vargas and those guys they've been playing uh, around with, they ain't going to do it. Uh, um, Porcello, if I'm not mistaken, I saw a stat yesterday that he's the only pitcher in the last 10 years to qualify for the ERA title. With and qualify, meaning the fact that innings, not necessarily because he's That's in the fine. top 10 in the ERA. Well, I, know, but like I, I, I saw that same stat you did, and I was like, okay, well... That's great and all, but <laughs> I, I know, but this is be good. It, for fantasy. I know what you're saying, but for reality, it's so important. Listen, if Lance, Lindsay, if Lance Lindsay RA is four and a half this year, the Rangers would take it right now. They, they want 170 innings from someone. You got to preserve the bullpen. You can't look, destroy those guys. That's look, part a of five it. and a half ERA for Porcello. I don't think he's that bad. I also don't think he's as good no as way, that yeah. ERA he had in, yeah. in that other. If, if you just say he's a four and a. Four two five ERA for his career. Like actually, I'm looking at it right now. It's four three six. If you're saying that's what he is, and he's pitched in the American League and the American League East for the last couple of years, 
just by moving over to the National League think. East, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he can get that to four. And if he can get that to four or even under, that dog will hunt. That dog will definitely hunt in the National League East. Never heard that phrase, but we'll go with it. All right, we'll take a quick time out. We'll be back with the best of the first hour. Then we hit on hour number two of Fantasy Sports today. Craig and Joe will be right back. Don't go away. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. A good job well done by the Angels. I think the question is, for fantasy, Joe, does this affect Rendon at all? And for reality, does it make the Angels any better? <laughs> How much better are the Angels going to be with this? Well, I'll tell you, what, I think it makes the Angels a bit better because I think when you look at that lineup, I mean, outside of Trout, Otani's a nice player. Upton missed a significant portion of the season, and Upton's good. starting to get up there in age too. So I actually think this was significant because I want—I think it was Bernie, but if it wasn't, it was somebody else yesterday. It was uh, Ernie. Maybe it was it. Ernie <laughs> or Bert or or Snuffle Up. I guess it could have been Benny. anybody. Yeah, it could have been. But I'll tell you what it. It's, you know, they really do need, if they're going to make an investment in Trout, they need to support him in that lineup. Pools is not the player he used to be. Cole Calhoun is a free agent. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes in that lineup outside of Otani. So bringing in Rendon, I think was actually very smart. Uh, I think that, you know, when you got one of the top 10 hitters in baseball on your team, and then possibly the number one overall hitter in baseball on your team, that's a really serious lineup you have to deal with. Everybody's saying, well, what about the pitching? Well, you have some choices now. You can go out right. there and sign pitching, or if you are all in right now and you believe this is your moment to kind of take the stage, you have possibly the best prospect in baseball in Joe Adele. You can turn Joe Adele to a team like the Cleveland Indians, and you can bring back significant pieces, whether it be a Kluber and a Carrasco, whether it be to the Reds for a Luis Castillo, whether it be to some of these other young pitchers or these pitchers that are ending, expiring contract kind of situations where you can go all in. But I don't think they have enough with Dylan Bundy and Heaney and even Otani coming back into that rotation this year. So they still have huge deficits in the rotation. But I think regardless, you look at the signing and say it was a very smart signing, a very good one. And they got a great two-way player and a player who knows what it is to win. And that's another thing that's kind of been lacking there. Yeah, Pujols knows. But you know what? Pujols is getting up there in age. 